0: Welcome to the Help My Unbelief podcast, the number one Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. What's up, guys? Hey, man. How are you doing today? What's wrong with your mic?
1: My mic went away.
0: Oh, there it is. Came back. Wow. There he is. Oh, Larry. Slap. You can mess things up doing that. What does slap mean?
1: You just hit me in the face. Oh. That's funny. And that's on camera. Ah!
0: Yeah. Y'all are gonna have to carry this show today. I'm like I'm out of it. I don't even know what okay, to do.
1: I am, I will throw a mint at you <laughs> if I see your eyes drop.
2: And trust me, he's got like a hey. like a hundred
1: round cloak. He's got, of got an arsenal, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we we watched we watched last
2: Can we get a picture of Larry's <laughs> mint stash? It's it's, it's gonna not- start lighting him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs>
1: We we were watching Larry might have a problem. The podcast last <laughs> night on on the big you know on our TV and we cast it to the TV so we were watching it on there last night and I, I laughed at how many times? um <laughs> I many? Oh, I, like I, mean, I see what she. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: You could actually see her nodding out. Oh, yeah funny oh, uh,
1: more so all you could see in the screen was one eye uh, uh, and it was so as i was talking it,
2: she was nodding yeah, out it would roll over so
0: double <laughs> double awesome oh no i looked over there several times and she was like and i was like well we're not having a camera switcher this week
2: yeah. <laughs> we did a shoot one time with on banking regulations for four days Oh. And it was okay. You already put me to sleep with I'll, just the word,
1: just because you didn't
2: understand anything they were saying. Their voices became this monotone, like a lullaby. Yeah, and you are oh, like, man, uh. we, I was falling off my chair. When man. when
1: Darcia has time, trouble sleeping, she goes, "Would you read me something?" Right? Yeah. And I am like, "You mean like my date, my devotional from this morning?" And yeah, that that'll work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. You gotta. Or, or you she'll gotta,
1: ask me a question. She knows I am going to give her a long answer. And then she'll go to sleep somewhere in the middle. You ought to,
0: you ought to see, like, if just it's your voice, and you ought to read her like lyrics to an Eminem song or something. First Fi- off, Fifty Cent. <laughs> first off, I would not have
1: those words coming out of my mouth. Right. I believe the Bible says.
0: Can you see Larry say that? I'll take you to the candy shop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing because I don't know those lyrics. Well, he's got a candy shop on the. I do now. have a candy shop. Yeah, yeah, you sure do. How much would you charge somebody for one of those? One,
2: two, three, four. For one of what? One of those. That's a stack of four. Mint. Yeah. Multiply. And how many charge- do? You,
0: how many you run through on a show like this? How how many you run through? Do you? Um, let me ask you a question. It depends on if I talk too much. Do you run through more while you're on the show than what you do in like real life? No. No. I do like somebody. When I get people DM me, they're like, "Man, you really run through some gum on that show," and I'm like, "Yeah, I get stressed out during the show, and so I eat a lot more." I don't do it because of stress;
1: I do it to keep the moisture in my mouth. But whatever, none of us smoke anymore. That's what we're doing. Yeah, (laughs) um, no, I'll I'll, judge me. (laughs) I walk around with a cup of water all the time, but like at night, we're sitting there, and I'm I'm watching TV, so that I have to let her go to sleep first because you snore i snore ew it's my story yeah. too. get I out of here yeah it's a, it's my um superpower all right my grandpa had it i have it anyway <laughs> it's um, hereditary snoring <laughs> it is but uh so i'll, I'll be rubbing on her right. watching tv she likes to have her minutes. back. She likes her back
0: tickled. Do you ever? Do you, you ever like? Are you falling asleep? asleep at night and you choke on? Oh, oh, and then you have to worse. Th- yes,
1: I do. And then it it gets um, the juice goes down my windpipe and it's sitting there dripping, and then I breathe in like that and then ah, aspirate.
0: Dang, dude! Wintergreen. I hey. go
1: into a coffin fit. She gets upset because now I woke her up. Or I'll All do right. this. I'll be, I, I'm not thinking, I'm just watching the show. I go,
0: <laughs> oh,
1: and she goes, I mean, she'll be, she'll be over there going like this.
2: Right. She's almost there, man. And then you're silly. Cracking. Would you cry, cracking? That's right. There you <laughs>
0: It's like release the kraken.
2: <laughs> I don't think
0: I don't think it's appropriate to call those lifesavers anymore. No, no, no I don't think no, they, they are. They,
1: they pretty I, much almost got me killed several I, times. There yeah. you go. dude. I Think they might be boat anchors? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Good be. I wanted to talk about something. I got an email this week. I had it pulled up on your phone here. I'm going to read it again. I need to search it, but um, somebody sent an email and asked us a question. Yes. And oh, it's not Larry and Mark. It's Zach and Mark because it's your phone. Right. Okay. Um, but I thought it was an interesting question cause I have never personally thought about this. It's, it's probably me that refers to this as Holy hey, Spirit as hey, it.
1: Let's point fingers.
0: It's probably me, but <laughs> I don't really, I don't, if it's me, I don't care. I don't feel like it's bad, but anyway. Okay. So it says, this is from uh one of our listeners called Rich Ellis. His, his name is Rich Ellis. He's a pastor. And he said, hey, guys, I like listening to the podcast. I'm thankful for the way you fight vigorously against sin in yourselves. I've heard several episodes now, and I've heard more than one of you refer to the Holy Spirit as it. Do you not believe in the personhood of the Holy Spirit? No condemnation. I just want to know what you believe. So he's not saying that like he's not not trying to condemn anybody. He's just kind of asking like a...
1: He asked in love.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he did say more than one of you so therefore it's a two out of a two out of three or maybe you know it, i would have to say yes i completely understand the holy about the holy spirit being a person not a an it but i would not stand here with a clear conscience and say that i didn't make that reference when when uh speaking about it Because that's how I grew up listening to when they referred to the Holy Spirit until I I came into my own understanding of the Holy Spirit in my latter years. Maybe it's just a subconscious thing.
2: I, I don't know. I view the Holy Spirit as an extension of God. Yes. There's God's power. There's God's judgment and there's God's grace and i feel like the holy spirit is god's power um but i don't know you know the bible talks about jesus said i'm going it's better that i leave i'm going to leave behind a helper
1: helper comforter uh, yeah a
2: comforter right so i guess to, have, to be comforted and i'm going to say something here cuz i this is what i do evidently in this show is i drop bombs and then all you guys have to deal with all the fallout <laughs>
0: Well, just don't go after a, an entire denomination this time. No, I, I, I won't go after
2: an entire denomination. Poor
0: Zach. Look at those tired eyes. <laughs> don't go after an entire denomination. <laughs> please you know,
1: please start addressing your re, re, your questions to Larry. That way, he'll send them to me, and I can respond to some of them instead of him carrying the whole weight of the leadership. And I'm just yeah. going to
2: ignore everyone. So, there you so go. <laughs> anyway. That's uh, a good tactic right. I've been implementing lately. So, so the Bible... The Bible states he created man, he created man in his image, male and female, correct? Yes. I, from my experience with the Holy Spirit, it's the feminine side of God. Now, am I saying that God is transsexual? I'm saying, no, that is not what I'm saying. Is I'm, am I saying that, you know, I know the Bible talks about him. But every time the Holy Spirit, there's been cases in my life, held my hand, comforted me, it always felt like the love of a mother. And I'm not saying the Holy Spirit's female. I'm saying that it's possible that it's the feminine side of God. If God is, if God made man and woman, made man in his image male and female, see, God doesn't need to reproduce. God creates correct he, he made this is the great point my wife made to me the other last night because we were talking about it is she was saying yeah god made male and female we're all made in his image god is all things mm-hmm. he's all things and what we are is we're split apart like that so we can procreate because god wanted us to multiply god doesn't need to
1: procreate he all can right. create he made us exactly like a puzzle piece to fit together right so but,
2: i i don't think that the holy spirit's in it i think it's the soft side of god
0: You want my honest answer?
1: Because we no, I want you to lie to me and make up a fifty-minute dialogue of a story of nothing. Yes, I want you to tell me what. All right, can I lie first?
0: But I can't support that. I knew exactly what the Holy Spirit was, and I'm probably the most experienced on it here. What is it? Exodus twenty
1: sixteen. Don't lie. Okay, go ahead.
0: Um, so. I, I it's cool to see that we are all in different parts of our walk with the Holy Spirit. But when He asked that question, I didn't even think about it until now. I whenever I know I want to talk about something on the show, I, I push Lock it away. It yeah, I block it out because I I hate having a conversation more than once. I hate it. It it doesn't feel genuine to me, and so I just I I don't want to do it because I don't want to set up here and have an act. This is all real. This you is know? real. So um, we don't we
1: don't take test shots.
0: Yeah. No, we don't do nothing. Um. This is all. First go, but, um, the Holy spirit to me, what I've thought about until he asked that question, or at least until right now, I would almost look at it more like a tool or a resource resource. Like I never really thought of it as being like a, another person, but it's I've not. never even considered that's that. That's
1: why it's considered Trinity.
0: Yeah. Okay. But
2: that's, what's so weird because the Bible says Jesus, see, I kind of have that view also. Yeah. Um, because it's very vague, Jesus, you don't really talk, it doesn't really talk about you having a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's like the Holy Spirit comes on you. He gives you power, he gives you power, insight. He's also comforts you in times of, but Jesus himself said the Holy Spirit will not say anything to you other than exactly what I tell him to say. Mm-hmm. Right. So really, the Holy Spirit, isn't He just an extension of Jesus?
0: That's what I'm saying. Like you, I look at Jesus and God as the people, as the persons, or whatever. As uh, but the Holy Spirit, whenever I'm, I guess whenever I'm interacting with it throughout my daily life, it's more like a tool or a resource that is given to me. Now, don't get me wrong. I I fully understand that it's the Spirit of God. I understand that. But I look at it as a as a resource or as a tool. But I've never really thought about it either. It's just This is just me thinking about mm-hmm. how I've interacted with it, you know, throughout my life. But I, mean, I don't think it's a big deal either that we don't. I probably won't start calling it him or her now. Like, I just don't. It's God.
1: I think Billy Graham probably explained it better than um, I'm going to be able to. But... In one of his descriptions of it, and I'm I'm trying to remember exactly, but if God is ice, Jesus is water, and the the steam or the vapor is the Holy Spirit, they're all still the same. The Word was God, and God was the Word. The Word walked among us. That separates us so that we know that <clears throat> that the Word was turned into flesh and and made to walk among us that's jesus right but the holy spirit is the complete presence of god they're all one and yet they are three And by remembering that particular description of it then we have to remember that the holy spirit is just as formidable as god
0: himself well it's a big deal right because you got to look at what the bible says about the holy spirit it's like like hey man it's cool if you talk crap on jesus it's cool if you talk crap on god It not doesn't say it's cool but if you talk if you talk about the holy spirit if you blaspheme the holy spirit you're not going to be forgiven
1: yeah if you grieve the holy spirit
2: See, so that's what's odd Because it's that statement right there that kind of throws me into, I've heard somebody say it, and I'm not going to preach this, um, because it's not biblical. You know what? I'm not even going to say it, because it's not biblical.
1: But that's how we learn.
2: Okay, but what is the one thing within the family structure, father, mother, son, that you don't talk trash on?
0: Mom. The dad. (laughs)
2: Mom.
1: You don't talk trash Uh, to mom. You don't. Talk trash to mom. You can talk trash. You as a as a man, don't you talk, will try your dad.
2: Don't talk like that about my wife yep. and don't talk like that about my mom.
1: Yep. Nope.
2: And but, so like like when I say wow. that, the whole So
1: that means that feministic side of wood of the Trinity. Yeah. Is is even more so in your mind. You right. say
0: that's evidence oh. for you. Yeah. That's yeah. Evidence. For me
2: it kind of goes along with that because I've had the Holy Spirit come and hold my hand and it felt very motherly. Very Can I can I say something? But the Bible says, Holy Spirit, him.
1: It says that. Well, it says him. Hold on. First off, it says him about God, him about Jesus, him about the Holy Spirit. Okay? It, it does say that, but that's in English. Right. Okay? That is the English translation of the Hebrew word. And I don't think the Hebrew word for for God and or any of this, uh, his Personalities, if you will. I don't think that any of those have a um gender. Thank right. you. A yeah. gender attached to it. Because yeah, I only, don't believe the Hebrew word has that. I agree. I but,
0: don't think we can attach gender to God. Right. No. But let me explain to you why you maybe you think that it is a female and why maybe it's not, but maybe female it is. Characteristics. I don't, is the reason why is because we um especially as men, um, Straight men, I should say. um oh. We obviously, like, obviously, like, I just don't want to have anything to do with any physical attention from a man whatsoever. <laughs> right. Like, I don't even like really, even my friends, I don't like, like, I, right. it, it's not because of that. It's just, I, I, I just don't, I don't like, but you know what I mean? But no, so you felt no. some sort of affection from the Holy Spirit. I felt, I felt a hand on my chest and a hand holding and, my
2: hand and it, and,
0: And you're like, whoa, that's not, that can't be, I can't get that feeling from a guy because if it was, that'd be weird and I don't like that. So it's partially sociological, partially psychological, but what if the Holy Spirit is a man and he does make you feel that way, but it's not sexual in nature and stuff like that? I think it's even bigger than that. I don't think
2: the Holy Spirit is male or female? It's God. Yeah, and I don't think God is predominantly and and it's
0: okay I mean, that you felt that way. No matter what, father. it you know what I mean. I mean, so, God is bigger
1: than that. You're talking you to us, you're talking to me, you know, and I don't I, know. I, I'm a hugger. Teddy. I mean, I don't mind I hugging don't you. At, all my I life. don't. I don't
0: mind hugging you at all. Some and people don't like to be hugged. I don't, don't, like hugged. Yeah. I don't,
1: don't ask. Like. I just hug. Right.
0: I don't, don't mind. Get over it. I don't mind. Like I don't get any weird feel. Like people I'm real close with, I don't mind. And if you come up, I don't mind at all. But like, um, yeah, I. What I'm trying to say, I'm trying to draw like hmm. a distinction between like male. Like, um, I'm not okay with just like any type of like what Mark no, is saying. That. Like he he had a comforting, awesome, nice feeling yeah. from a man like a what which we could describe as a possibly male figure. And that probably makes him feel uncomfortable, and he would rather it be coming from a female.
2: Yeah, you know, that's interesting. Um, It Probably, if I'd had a real healthy relationship with my father, it wouldn't. But because he died at 12, and then the only thing I can remember is him yelling at my mother from... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
0: didn't have affection either when I was growing up. I remember this. I still remember this to this day, but I was a little kid, and I don't remember who this was but there was this um big old like heavy set black lady that went to church and i didn't get a whole lot of affection from my mom my grandma my nobody right but god and, put
1: you a lady in your life
0: <laughs> but this this big old black lady one day she um i can't remember what was happening but she she was like come here baby and she and like i went up yep. to her and um she gave me like a hug and she laid me on her belly or whatever Aww. and, and and she held me for a minute, and I—I've still to this. I've never felt anything like that before. I felt so comfortable. I felt peaceful, and I felt just so loved. And my—I remember growing up. I was like, "I'm going to marry a big black lady. Right. <laughs> I want to feel like that again." I kept thinking like that. You know what I mean? I seriously did. I thought like that forever. I was like, "Cause I want to feel like that forever. I am going to marry a big black lady." You know, but um, seriously, that's—I—I I had every intention to, right. to that. But then, um. So, yeah, it's I get the feeling you're talking about there.
1: I can't follow that.
2: <laughs> I can't <laughs> no? either. So, I mean, the question of it, I, I don't view the Holy Spirit as a non-entity, as, as it. I, I, I view it as having a personality. I just don't. It's weird because I don't talk to the Holy Spirit. I talk to Jesus, oh, and I, I talk to God. I do.
1: do I've you?
0: asked the Holy yeah, Spirit I'll to definitely. pray for me before. The, the, the really? Holy Spirit yeah. is the
1: helper. The Holy Spirit is the one that... That gives you utterance. Oh, the one, you know, all of those things come through the Holy Spirit. That's the the Holy Spirit is the hand of God. Mm-hmm. He's the presence of God. Right. God, well, felt God, we can't be in God's presence yet in this physical body. Mm-hmm. We cannot stand face to face with God. Okay, Bible says that Jesus was flesh, and now He is in the Spirit with the Father. Okay. The one that he sent is his presence.
3: Right.
1: Because they're all, they're three, but they're all one. right? Okay. So the one that comes here and delivers the message, the one that gives us the help, the one that, that answers our prayers, the one that delivers the message back and forth. It's the same as my mouth says what my brain tells it to. Mm. Okay. And or my heart. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. The words come from God Mm. through the Holy Spirit. Mm. So he's the one that we interact with and we don't recognize. Yeah. That's the biggest problem is we don't recognize because we want to, I can go pride issue. We should be praying everything in Jesus name, but we pray to God. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Why? Well, because we want to talk to the head man. We
2: want to talk to the big dog, the yeah. biggest dog.
1: Yeah. We right. want to but we'll go straight to the top. The reason that you have to go through Christ to get to God is because they're one in the same. Right.
0: They are one in the same. Well, I mean, Jesus is on the throne, man. Yeah. Jesus is on the throne and the Holy Spirit is the one that's here. Yes. He, Jesus said, "I have to go." Yes. You relationship I have to go, but I'm going to send, send you yes. something else so like yeah, because I think we should Jesus, probably take it a little more Jesus serious. Jesus
1: in the flesh could only talk to the crowd in front of him. Okay? Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit can be in America, China, Africa all all at one time. Mm-hmm. He can talk to you and me simultaneously different messages. Do you I mean, yeah, I get it. There is more power in his ability to communicate with us than the singular in Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay? When we, people, <laughs> man, the Lord's put this on my knee. We sometimes think it's not really important to to memorize verses. Okay?
0: Jesus did.
1: But oh yeah, memorizing verses is the same as I know what my wife's hair feels like. Yeah. Okay? I know about my wife. I know her laugh. I know her look. I know when she's troubled. I know everything from... The time that I've spent studying, getting to know her, okay, in our relationship, this is what God gave us: was the Word. The Word was made flesh. Jesus left us a physical representation of Himself to hold, to get to know, to put the Word in us, to have the Word with us continuously. Right, whether it be on paper. Or whatever, okay. Mm-hmm. It we have to have it in us. The only way for us to get it in us is to memorize the verse. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's head knowledge. Mm-hmm. When we read it, whether I remember it or not, I've just put it in there so the Holy Spirit can pull it out when needed.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And by that I I need to have a relationship with this right here. Right. Because this is his word. This is the physical representation of jesus on this planet in this case right now and the holy spirit is the one that gives me the word to move back and forth within the body of christ to help edify the church so right. just
0: short answer on your position is the holy spirit a person to you have you yes, always viewed it as a person yeah. okay okay cool yeah. I think we I think we answered the question then. Yeah, I just wanted to say to all
2: of you out there listening to this, um, I just some of the questions I post were f- purely a philosophical exercise. Um, I don't know what the Holy Spirit is. I don't know what God is. I'm not God. Um, I I can have a I have a relationship with Him. Um, but I don't know exactly what he is. I don't think any of us are capable of even wrapping our. Head. I think that's why the Bible calls it the mystery of God is because we'll never fully understand.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. Let's get to our guest. His name is, um, Roderick. I, I believe he's a, um, former, um, former preterist and now he's a Christian. Um, and so it'll be interesting. We haven't had, um, um, a preterist on in a while and he can um, share some of his nuances. So let's go ahead and get to him, Uh, Roderick.
4: Yes, can you hear me all right?
0: Yep, I can hear you. Hey, man, it's Zach from Help My Unbelief.
4: Hey, finally, yes. Sorry about that mix-up. I remember now why I started thinking 11 o'clock. I think you said previously you had a uh, spot that was open at 11. Somebody backed out. It's like, oh, is it 11 or (laughs) 2?
0: Right on. Um, So I'm going to explain the show to you real quick before we get started, and I'm going to introduce you to everybody in the room. All right. So um, this is Help My Unbelief. I don't know if you've watched um, many of the shows before, but we uh, we don't debate here or anything else like that, which I don't think that's going to be a huge issue with you. You're a, you're a current Christian. Um, anyway, but, but heck, I mean, sometimes, sometimes we debate with Christians, don't we? Um, but, um, yeah, we're just glad to have you on, man. And um, so at the end of the show, what we'll do is everybody will go around and say um, their final saying. And then, um, at the end, at the end, you'll get the final floor to say whatever you want to say, because you're our guest. Um, and then I'll go ahead and introduce everybody to you. Um, my executive producer, Mark is here today.
4: Hey, Roderick. Nice to meet you. Mark. Nice to meet you. Is there a way lo- I can see who's in, the, in a room or no? Is there, is there, is there, is there some kind of place like that? Like down zoom or no?
0: Oh no. Uh, what well, do you we're mean? We're not live. Yeah, no, no we're no. not live.
4: Okay. Uh, Sometimes, still, even if you're not live, it shows you on Zoom who's on. It's all right. Go ahead. Um. So, uh,
0: so whenever we post a show, though, um, you'll be able to see, uh, that, like on YouTube, you'll be able to see them, um, see us. Yeah, uh, YouTube on there. and Spotify. YouTube and Spotify. We have a video version, so you'll have a video mm-hmm. version of this. But we're since we're not live, we don't have it right now. So,
4: oh, well, should I be on video or just audio? No, just audio.
0: What no, do you just do? audio. We are uh, all of our guests has been on audio. And we we've thought okay. about changing it uh, to putting video on, but I think it's kind of our thing now. We, we we just we have our guests on just as audio, so we kind of I don't know. We'll probably just keep it that way. So all right, and I got my lovely wife Angela here.
4: Hello. Hello.
0: And then I got my beautiful co-host Larry over here. So <laughs> hey, do you do you salt and pepper your beard to look like that? Do you like do you like you know? colored a little bit. I opinion. do not
1: I do not have time to sit down and individually bleach out one hair here or there. I just there, like the so way I it's blended.
0: That. I like I just doesn't it, look real. No, to me. I don't
1: use hair color. That's all natural. Thank okay. you. Nice to meet you, Robert. Welcome to the Help My Unbelief. Roderick. Roderick. Yeah. Oh. Larry has hearing
0: around. problems. He's a little old, so you can, well, we're going to have to bear <laughs> with him. Not
1: I'm the old man in class. Not Roderick. <laughs> Roderick. Roderick.
0: Roderick. okay i
2: i have to say this it can't go any further without me getting this off my chest and i'm not making fun of your name roderick it just happens to be that monty python is one of my all-time favorites and so this reminds me of when uh pilot i can't remember which monty python it was but pilot had a a uh hair lip and he would say who shall we we wee? <laughs> and the crowd went. They were laughing, and they went, "Roderick." And he said, "We will we a Waterwick."
0: <laughs> Sorry, just one of my all-time favorite Monty python. python,
1: python. <laughs> my brother was a Monty Python fan. I would not
0: I don't think I know even know what that is. I'm trying to Google. <laughs> yeah, it. You're it. so young. He didn't even we're, know what Monty just Python. For,
4: is. We're on Discord. i imagine your audience. Your audience is typically younger than. Than anything you just spoke about. Yeah, uh, I know, right? Uh, we right. have we, all the Monty
0: Python connotations,
4: or we, <laughs>
1: we have definitely genetics. dated ourselves a few times. Yes. No, we have.
0: Um, <laughs> our audience is actually like um uh, the the main our main audience is is like my age.
1: Right. Yeah. The youngest one in the class. Your age is.
0: Um, I am thirty eight. Thirty eight. He's a millennial. Barely, I, dude. Barely. Still one.
1: You're a millennial. Do me a favor. Spell your name.
0: But in you don't cursive. have to
1: like one. Okay. Don't talk. Sorry. Let me hear it. Spell his name.
0: Roderick, he wants you to spell your name. He's writing you oh, down he wants in the to notebook. to spell my name. Yes. Yeah.
4: R O D E R I C K. Roderick. R
1: O E D R.
4: R O D E R I C K. Rod E Rick.
0: I got it. And my name's Zach, by the way. Um, I'm the one. That's spelled Z, A, H. it
1: just doesn't stop. <laughs> I'm too tired of this. Roderick, how old are you?
4: I am 55. Oh, yay. I'm Somewhat close.
1: Fantastic. So yep. you got the Monty Python thing. Okay, good. Yeah, he got
4: it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Got it right away.
0: I've never seen this. I'm I'm looking at it right now, I've never seen it. That, that
1: is beneath you. Is you are more intelligent than that sense of humor.
2: It's one of the greatest it. moments ever.
0: You don't like <laughs> okay. it? You didn't like it, Larry? Nah. You're a buzzkill though, so I might like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. No, you'd like it, Zach. What I? No, it's- <laughs> okay. my, my brother
1: my brother was into dry wit and English humor.
0: Yeah, your brother, yeah, yeah,
1: and Monty Python, um, uh, Benny Hill, Hill, yeah. and and uh, um, Who, who's uh, the guy? Newhart? Oh, Newhart oh, was Newhart, one of yeah. his favorites because of the dry humor. So, yeah, I get it, but I'm I'm past that. I'm way older than that stuff. Roderick,
0: um, you're Roderick yeah. Edwards, right? And it's okay if I give your full name because you're an wow. author. You're you're an author. Yes. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah. Okay. And you, um, you, you've, how many books have you written so far? Well, let's get to this first. You are a former preterist, right? Full preterist.
4: Yes. Probably about, hmm. That was, that was back in 2007. The last time that was the case. Yes.
0: 2007. I, I had read before cause I didn't even know what a preterist was before I started doing this show. And I read like in the Bush era is whenever it really started to explode. It had this big explosion of preterism starting to gain popularity and it's since kind yeah, of, nineteen nineties. yeah, it's kind of since um, waned out, but um, how do, wh- where did you learn about preterism and how'd you become a preterist? What? Yeah.
4: are we, are we already recording? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This whole thing we've been Perfect. going. Okay, I totally sure. So mm-hmm. it's actually after reading John Owens, the death of death and the death of Christ, which is really not a preterist book. But we're always told, as we study the Bible, the last enemy to be defeated is death. So I started concluding, wait a minute. If death has been defeated, which I obviously came to a wrong conclusion, then maybe some of this other stuff is done with done for, too. Because obviously, if you come from a dispensational background, which I did there for a while, uh, they don't understand that, that positional death, the, you know, judgment and atonement and all that stuff. So justification. So at the time, I started moving in that direction. I was like, does anybody else believe like that I had no name attached to it. I started looking around, and there were other people who believed it. And sure enough, there were people called preterists. So I met up with a guy online called Ed Stevens. I don't know if I'm familiar with him, and I kind of blossomed from there.
0: Well, that's kind of interesting. It wasn't like a bandwagon thing. You didn't have someone that led you to it. You kind of came to that conclusion from reading um reading things yourself and then kind of went and suck out does like does anybody else believe believe this thing so that must have been a pretty strong attachment to preterism then
4: it was especially since again america has been uh underneath the i don't i don't know anybody's beliefs here but it doesn't matter we're not really debating but america has been under the guise of of for about 200 years or more i mean any, any church you go into any Baptist or Pentecostal or any of these big name you know, ones where they have the the concerts going on, basically have a dispensational overlay. And so it, it seems normal until you start reading something like John Owen's Death of Death and Death of Christ and some of the old reformers, and then it seems really strange when you read their things. And so I thought it was odd. And yeah. So I thought it out. Is this is okay, doctrine. What's wrong with this? And it led me in the wrong direction only because I didn't understand justification and sanctification because... It's not really taught that so much in just sensational circles.
0: Not I know. The right way at least
4: I know you told me um,
0: in an email a while back. Whenever we decided to do this, that because I asked if you were a current preterist or if you were an atheist or what, and you said that no, you're a Christian now. And you said although that you d- that a- um, preterism does eventually lead to atheism oftentimes, and it's, since then. Right, since then, I've been watching some people that because we've interviewed, I don't know if you went back and watched him, but we've interviewed a couple of preterists on here. And since then, one of them has turned into, and well, not since we've interviewed him, but since I knew him, he turned as an atheist. And then there's another one that's just kind of going off the rails. He, he's now he's saying things like, um, Jesus is Satan and Lucifer, um, Lucifer's in heaven. I don't know, just a bunch of crazy things. And so, um, I, I started kind of watching it. I was like, man, this this really does it. Preterism doesn't lead to truth. It just, it leads to more delusion,
4: you know? Well, any any premise you start with, like I, I always talk about this, people say logic. Well, logic doesn't mean any, necessarily, anything's necessarily true. It just means it sounds rational, it sounds plausible. And so preterism's premises are easy to uphold or, or latch onto because, they're anti or opposite of the whole left behind concept. You know, a lot of people say, oh, Jesus, is come back any minute. And then it fails and it fails and it fails. Finally, people get sick of that. And so when preterism says, well, wait a minute, Jesus didn't say he was going to come back any minute. He said he was about to come back and he did come back in the first century. And you overlay that with Matthew 24 and the, this temple is going to be destroyed and, Noah, and all the eyes that see it, such and such, such. And eventually what happens, you get into the premise of preterism. If you start taking it consistently, you become what I call a functional atheist because you, you see that preterism says basically that it was all for the first century generation. It has nothing to do with anybody else after that. It was all leading up to that. So it's really not for us. It's not for anybody after that. So what do you Why say— Why read the Bible? What do you right, say to the, right.
0: main, the main Bible verse that use used that, where Jesus said that this generation shall not pass until these things have come to pass? Like what, um, what do you say now as a Christian to um, defeat that, essentially?
4: Well, what was Jesus' main contention while he was here physically in his ministry? It was to prove that he is the Messiah that the Jews said that was going to come. And they, they kept asking, him, are you the Messiah? Are you the Messiah? Prove it, prove it, prove it. That was a constant battle that was going on. And so there in Matthew 26, uh, 64, he basically tells the Sanhedrin, the high priest, he says, you're, you're basically, I'm going to paraphrase, you're, you're going to see it here soon. Mm. And you're going to see me coming in the clouds and sitting at the right hand of the Father, the Ancient of Days, going back to uh, Daniel 7, 13. So it wasn't really about Jesus coming back. It was about him vindicating who he said and claimed he was. And if, now, if you understand these these time texts, these Im- imminency passages that Fredericks always quote, now you understand. Yes, they, it's consistent. It was about to happen, but it was not a coming back. It wasn't a judgment. It was a vindication, and it, that's exactly what happened. You're going to see that I am definitely who I told you I was. It's soon going to happen with this generation and everything else. I've never,
0: so makes, I've never heard someone explain it like that. I like that. What do you What do you think about that, Larry?
1: I never really took it, the preterism thing, seriously. Preterism is actually mentioned in the Bible, okay? But yeah. every time that we had one on here, you know, I kind of got a little bit sideways with my attitude because I can't possibly believe that the new heaven and the new earth is already there and, and sin is allowed in it.
0: Yeah. That's where it gets wonky for me, too, is like when, it, when we asked that question for preterists, Roderick, we always ask that question, like where, like what, what's the end then? And and they say that we're living in the new heaven now. And I, I don't want to believe this is heaven, you know?
4: Well, again, like in, at a trial, for, for example, let's say you were accused of some kind of crime and let's say you even committed the crime and you go before the judge and he vacates that against you. So, Hey, this, you're, you're forgiven. It's not gonna be held against you. It's not on your record. We're expunging it. That's exactly what Christ did on the cross. So in some respects, we are not held to sin. I mean, we understand that as Christians, especially as, as Reformed, they constantly talk about this, like said, John Owen said, the death of death and the death of Christ. However, preterists tweak that just a little bit and say, yeah, see, even the Reformers said that. You're not really believing that. You don't really believe you're sinless. You have to really, really believe you're sinless. We're, without sin, we can't even if we commit sin we're, not sin, we're not sinful because Christ's blood has already covered all that, even future sins we do. And so that's how they get around that. Blood is covered.
1: I'm sorry, the blood has covered us in it, yes, but we have to accept it,
4: right? And they'll say, You already have when you the moment you made your profession as, as a Christian, that's when that happened. Then what they'll say is, Even your future sins make you sinless because sin cannot enter uh, the, the kingdom. And technically, we're already in the kingdom, we're not in heaven, we're not in paradise, we're in the kingdom. I uh, Even you had uh, Martin Luther, I don't know how familiar you are with him with the, yeah. uh, the two kingdoms of rule, uh, where you had the civil and the, and, the, and the religious or spiritual kingdom that existed alongside. And so you have all this stuff, and predators use that to their advantage, especially when you have dispensational type backgrounds. They don't know anything about all the, the discussions that went on and the debates and the settling of justification, sanctification, and, and things like that in, in history through the Christian church.
0: So I'm I'm interested. Um, what describe to me? Describe to me when you started to get out of preterism, or what made you get out? Describe yeah, to me, like what, point. like describe to me what the turning point was, and how that transition was, and how that time was for you.
4: Well, uh, even as a preterist, I I guess we I mean, was full preterist. I was very I tried to be very consistent. with that the premises? And so I was always butting heads with my fellow full preterists because one thing i advocate is that if the chief shepherds already came and what is your role why are you why are they pastors because we have full predators pastors constantly saying they're teachers and pastors i said that makes no sense in the scheme and so the more i went into the 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 consistency of my preterism the more i realized well i, I can't technically be a christian it's sort of like somebody who lives in the united states and even if they're born here and have a certificate that shows they're born here if they start advocating communism really wildly, they're not really advocating anything that's American. Right. And so therefore I began to realize, well, I I can't honestly say I'm Christian the further and further I get down this predator's road. I am something different. And so I had to make that choice. Am I going to be a Christian or am I not? So then I had to go back, look at some of these passages like you just asked about. Well what about what was Jesus talking about when things were about to happen in this generation? I had to understand that in a different way. And as fortunately there was lots of Christian historical Theological support for the conclusion I came to, and so as I began to come out of it, I was railing against it, like, oh, okay, even even partial predators to me is just not good because it's just one step away. I mean, who wants to be partial? Anything you're partial, pregnant, partial anything. <laughs> right. you're, you're, you're you're just set, you're just setting yourself up to be attacked by a full predator. Saying you're not consistent. You're never right. going to win the debate if you call yourself a partial predator.
0: Right. We, uh, we, we were actually talking about that before you came on. Cause we don't, I don't ever tell the guys like who's coming on the show or whatever. And they always ask when they get who we got coming on today. And I said, I said, uh, former Preterist. And, and they said, and now what is he? Cause we never know. We interview witches, everything else. And so we ne- they never know that. Well, what's he now? You know, is he a death, you know, cause we have death witches on and everything. So they, they're all always coming in here like, Oh, who are we interviewing today. And I said, well, he's a Christian now. And then Mark said something interesting, and I'll, I'll discuss this with you. And Mark said, well, yeah. e- aren't preterists Christians as well? And I started yeah. thinking about it. And there's this one on TikTok that I watch. His name's Derek Daisy. Have you are you familiar with him?
4: Sounds like a new guy. He's got, like I know, I like I know most of the ones in the heydays. Like I said, it's had fragments. A lot of the people guys are. No, this are guy's like.
0: A, uh, This guy's like, he's a drunkard and everything else. He's just a TikTok guy, but he speaks eloquently and enough to where he has a large following on TikTok. So, um, it's probably not the greatest thing in the world, but he basically says to bypass God, like Jesus, Jesus already did it bypass. I mean, you go straight to God now because of what Jesus did. And so I was like, technically by what he says, preterists can't call themselves Christians, right?
4: Well, that, that would be one way, but they technically can't call themselves Christians because the Christianity that Jesus founded was a communal faith. It was meant to be in commune with other people. I uh, do if you know Don Preston, he's probably one of the most famous full preterist spokespeople. No, he I've has heard a whole him. video where he, really, he's probably the, the biggest advocate of it. He has most books on everything else on full preterism. But anyhow, he basically tells you that he doesn't care about history he doesn't care about christian history he does not care about any of that stuff it's just he him and jesus in his bible well you're setting yourself up to be anything then and so yeah. no there i don't believe they're christ you're not christian so people would often ask well does that mean you weren't saved when you were a preterist no i didn't say that i said i was not communally a christian just like i said earlier you can't be communally a american if you're advocating communism
0: so do you think uh do you think that uh preterists are saved
4: I don't know. That's—I mean, obviously, none of us know about even somebody who's very looks to be very faithful. Their fruits look like they're probably a Christian. Uh, everything they've—we done. We don't know. It's a yeah. desperately wicked you can know it. Nobody can ever know. You no. almost don't even know if you're yourself saved, except for something you can't explain to people. You can't explain your own salvation.
0: You people. can't answer that question. Yeah, I always tell people that I left my book of life in my other pants.
4: Yeah,
2: I mean, because you—right? Yeah, you look at how many times does the Bible say, you know, who are you to judge another man's servant? You know, right. we know it says that there and work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I think that means we're not God. We don't know. Exactly. I just
1: find it <laughs> aggravatingly uh, interesting that so many people call themselves Christian and have no relationship with Christ. I mean, come on. That's
4: worse than that. They create a different kind Word. of Christ. Yes. But create yeah. a different Jesus. It's not even the one in the Bible,
0: there's a whole bunch of different Jesuses, uh, right now. I, um, I, I, I watched this jelly roll video this week, and um, I, I think I saw that. I actually the one where that. he said how the modern, how the modern church Americanized Jesus essentially, yes, okay. and that um, his final phrase was, he was like, Y'all, y'all made Jesus out, y'all are making Jesus out to be this tyrant, this bad guy, and stuff like this, but. He's like, if Jesus was here right now, he'd be on a Harley.
1: Yeah, but he used profanity.
0: Jelly Roll's the- not a Christian. Jelly Roll's not a Christian. He's not a Christian. So, well, okay. What do you expect then, him to I, be a?
1: I I don't know. I just when I hear people talking about Christ, and and he had a good message in all honesty, and in, in what he was saying, and then they use curse words to exemplify christ yep. i i it blows my mind and my dang he's dang, not a christian my, my my anger goes skyrocketing through me yeah
0: the point of him saying that was he's tired of christians um shoving a different kind of jesus that he doesn't believe jesus was down other people's throat jelly Roll's not a christian he's not religious he's he's in more probably more of an agnostic than anything and so like yeah he's not gonna He's not going to try not to cuss. That's for sure. Okay. You know what I mean? But I think what the context of what he was saying, I, I resonated with, because I also, I think Christians aren't acting appropriately. Well, it nowadays. caught my
1: attention. I had no idea. Cause you know, my stupidity level, I had no idea who that dude was. And then at the very end I saw on the bottom and it said jelly roll. And I went, okay, I've heard that name.
0: I don't know why this is bizarre. He's one of the more popular people on, on the planet right now, probably. Damn. That's Can't because, take
2: anybody seriously well, whose name is Jelly Roll. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> well, one of, the, one of the big problems with whether you're actually Christian or you're, <laughs> you're spiritual or whatever you want to have people label things is they say God is love. But they don't define what love is. Jesus does define it. If you yeah, love me, does. you'll keep my commandments. Yes. So now we have to find out what are his commandments? What does he want us to do? What does how should we behave so when people talk about love most of the time they just say it just really just means be nice and then be nice is really subjective that's the problem right so and we know,
2: and we know that nice. right and we know that's false because there's two commandments from Jesus love thy god with all thy heart all thy mind and all thy soul love thy neighbor as thyself yes and people want to take i just love my neighbor i don't want anything to do with god i'm a good person
0: Love isn't a word; it's an action.
4: Yeah, a verb.
0: Love, love isn't love isn't words, man. I can I can say I love you all I want, but how do you know? By your actions. Yeah, love isn't love isn't words, man. Like you can't say I love God, and then go off just like. I was talking to I was doing this roof this last week, and I was talking to one of the homeowners, like family members and stuff. And they said they went to Talladega to the races this week, and they said that they were horrified by what they saw. They 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 painted a picture of like strippers on the street and all this other stuff, and like these little kids like doing drugs everywhere, and that they're letting kids, little kids, like not just twenty one year old kids, like but like younger than that in these clubs, and that there was just lawlessness here, right? And, Sin
1: and depravity
0: and um, debauchery, I guess. Debauchery, debauchery. God, Larry, using that dang word. What did I tell you about the word debauchery, Larry? You brought it yeah. um, But anyway, uh, it was just they were talking about this, and I started thinking about that, and I was like, "Man, we do still live in the Bible belt." I don't know where you're from, Roderick, but we we're in Oklahoma. Where are you at, by the way, if you don't mind?
4: I'm. Um, currently in the middle of the forest of florida but i'm actually from indiana so oh nice yeah. so
0: and i don't get out much so i don't get out much at all i've been to like four states in my whole life florida
1: but. is on the southeast corner
0: i know where it's at <laughs> silly <laughs> but any little
4: it, pointy thing at the, at the you
0: know. yeah i know all the states with panhandles anyway um panhandles yeah
1: it
4: also and is pan- a peninsula pan-
1: It's a a peninsula with a panhandle.
0: Oh, peninsula is boring. Put me to sleep. Okay. Um, But anyway, so I got to thinking about when she
4: was
0: was telling me this, I was like, hey, I was like, man, uh, we do live in the Bible belt and we probably still have. I mean, even though everywhere's evil starting to seep in everywhere, it's like, man, I bet stuff like that's going on everywhere and the world is probably. Far worse than we could ever imagine, but we're just tucked tucked in here, nice and cozy in Oklahoma, just thinking everything's fine. Everybody's still waving at each other in cars, but then there's stripper poles and kids and ecstasy and heroin and drugs and all this other stuff going on everywhere else. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm just that's that was my thought process the other day.
4: Advent of the internet, that stuff spread much quicker. You can't really keep it out of your community anymore. I know.
0: do you think we're in the last days?
4: Well, I think we're in the last days. Well, that's kind of a loaded question to ask somebody who had been a predator for 15, <laughs> 15 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, wasn't it?
0: I I thought it was a fun yeah. one. I thought it was a fun question.
4: Well, you you said you didn't want to get into any kind of debate. I'm not trying to debate, but that would probably open some can of worms there.
0: No, um, no, no, we won't debate define, you on we'd
4: it. We'd have to define last days and a lot, a lot of other things okay let's say like this
0: do you think jesus is coming back today no (laughs) Uh,
1: do you believe according to the prophecies in revelation and daniel and throughout a lot of the bible isaiah and whatnot the prophecies that have been fulfilled that state that it is before the uh second coming of christ right Mm -hmm. are we entering that era, or are we in that
4: era? Uh, The problem being is that when you look, for for example, most of the the eschatology that we're looking at here, the the end times teachings that I try to look at, along with the the more obscure ones in Revelation and coming back to the Old Testament, is Jesus' own words, which is basically in the Olivet Discourse, Matthew 24, Mark mm-hmm. 13, Luke 21. Uh, there, it's riddled with things that definitely did already happen in eight, around 87 in the first century. That's where the predators can come in. And then it has some things that look like it's still yet future. And if we're just trying to subjectively look at how bad is the earth going to get, it's actually been worse and hard to believe, but it's been worse than it is now. I mean, back in the Roman days, it's been oh, yeah. worse. Oh yeah, uh, much that's, worse. So so it's hard to understand if we're just saying, Oh, this world's really bad. It can't get much worse. Oh, it can't get a lot worse. Right. So I just don't know yet. I just don't know yet. I mean, I'm worried about this new AI stuff coming up or the fact that now they're mm. gonna be able to make it look like people and politicians are, are, are engaged in pedophilia and everything else. And how are you gonna how are you gonna deny it? That there you are on video, that's your voice and that's your image. Right. There's no way you're gonna be able to not so I just I just don't know. I, how much work can it, how much worse can it get? Well, that's so what I was I saying. Know. Like I you,
0: don't. you can read this Bible verse, right? Um, that th- this is be an accurate description of whether we're in the last days or not. But then you got to think about this. For it says Second Timothy three two, for um, mm-hmm. people in the last days, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They were. They will consider nothing sacred. Um, and then you know, it, I don't have it right here because but, I'm. On but a can I computer. say this?
2: Doesn't that
0: fit the younger generation of every generation? You could probably go. Yeah. You could probably go to any town, um, or a certain town of any generation, and find people that fit this description of any time that the 100, world's 100, been
4: alive. In hundreds of years, back. right? That's the reason why I, I have difficulty saying it. Yeah. So I was thinking about I, that the I, other I've day. Been, so, I'm just living like it could happen any moment, but I'm right. not like a dispensationalist. But oh, well, you know, I'm going to write a book that says it's going to happen any minute and then find out I have to retract all that because, you know, I, that 1948 didn't line up and then hey, right. 1982 and 84. And tin horns and all Yeah, right. tin horns and all that. I'm not doing all that stuff. I, I like, to, at least, to me, Jesus' eschatology is just a little more clear than in revelation, not that it, the revelation should be discarded, but Revelation's purposely obscure. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. You
0: Where know it, why, do you know why I think we think about it more, um, like in a part of me, like hopes it is, um, th- that we're in the last days because I don't think it's good. I, I don't think it's good to think that we're in the last days because there's a lot of people that I love, um, from doing this show that will, will not be beneficiaries of, of what happens in the last days. And i that scares me. So I don't think it's good to think that, but sometimes I catch myself, um, hoping it is soon. And I think, uh, I think why, escapism. yeah, I think why is because I can see that the world is, and I don't want to sound like I'm pessimist cause I'm not, but it's not recoverable. And I don't, I don't know what to do about it, but I know God does. And I know he can fix it. And so I think, yeah, escapism. I think a part of me, a part of me, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, you know?
2: I think that's interesting. I think there's also um, an element of it's just the natural progression of mankind's (sighs) craving for his creator. The older you get, the more you start to think we're in the last days. You look around at. The generation before you, you don't agree. The The gap is huge. You don't agree with the decisions they're making. And everything seems to be getting worse. And you just get more tired the older you get. And um, I don't know if we call that wishful thinking. Well, I think it has
1: to do with death being more imminent. Because
2: if we look at history, we're living at the apex of human uh safety um personal wealth
0: medical and medical
2: advances i mean we're we're living better than the rest of human history backwards things are better exponentially better for the individual but yet we all of us sit around this mindset of this impending collapse and it seems like I think that may just be human nature. Yeah. Roger.
4: So the I, irony, the, the irony, though, the irony of what you just said there is that if we look at all the different wars, the you know Soviets and the, and the Chinese communists and all, how how many people they have killed during their time actually is way more just within just within the last hundred years or so. And all the other people that we know have been killed in, in the previous history. So, so maybe it's just Americans. Calling, <laughs> all right. Well, so at one point we we're calling this the apex as oh, we're, this is the best it's ever been. I know I get where we're saying that. And I get I, right. and I agree with you. It's also the worst it's ever been.
2: Yeah. That's yep. a very it's good like point. The, internet
4: is, the internet is full of great information. It's also full of the poison. worst information.
0: Yeah. Absolute poison. Yeah.
1: Along so along funny. with the knowledge comes confusion.
0: Roderick, mm. if there was one yep. if there was one place or time in biblical history that you could go back and be a part of, what would it be and why?
4: In biblical history.
0: Yeah, in the Bible, right? Like, where would you go? I
4: let me summarize this real quick because I was one time I was giving a Bible study to an older lady. And most people think when you talk about the Bible, everybody's good. You know, they're all trying to be good in there. <laughs> and we got so far in the in the first part of the Bible, Genesis, because all these people are horrible. They're doing <laughs> really bad things. Yep. I said, exactly. That's the entire point. You can't, you need a savior. What's the sense of having a savior if no one needs to be saved? Amen. And so when you say biblical, I'm not certain. Somebody just said the apex.
0: Let going me, back I'll, bottle, give history, I, right. I'll
4: give you my answer. I'll give you my, I'll give
0: you my answer because I, I'm like, well, and here's a, here's a premise behind uh, or a preface behind it. It, if I could come back to where I'm at now, right. I would like to go, I would like to go one week before the flood because it kills me to know because it really does sound like they were highly technologically advanced. Um, before god flooded and if and if they if the second time he comes back it's going to be similar to then then as in the days of noah and so we can't be worse than them it's going to be as in the days of noah right so they had to have technology back then too but it's all buried under the ocean now to where we can't go to because god flooded it you know i want to know what it was like a week before God, like I want to see the technology. Was it better or was it worse? I know that it wasn't just stones and chariots. I know I want to see if they have do they had flying cars, all that stuff, dude. That's interesting you, to me. Are
4: you a mud Are you a mud flood Titarian advocate? What
0: I have no like clue it. what that means. I don't even know how to spell okay. that to Google it.
4: Okay. Okay. Oh, well, oh, a mudslide. Oh,
0: so, so, like, what you're much saying much is, is like, um, it, basically the flood, um, buried all the evidence of human existence pre flood.
4: No, it's more like these people believe there's, that, that in time past, maybe even be after the flood, there was a really highly technologized race and being hidden from a giant conspiracy. But if I could go back, I think I would go back uh, and just be on the arc. I think that'd be kind of cool. Be on the arc? Yeah. yeah, be on the arc and get off, you know, get wherever they set up in the Mount Ararat. That'd be kind of nice starting over again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was, hey, look, that was a real restart. Well, I you you had the eight people and that was it until you started procreating and letting them grow up. That would be the same people that you had you talked to and you communicate with for a long time. That would be that would be bonkers.
2: No, that
0: would be awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry, just but eight no, people, bonkers. just yeah. eight. Bro, I'm sorry, but running yeah, running a roofing in. company and a ministry uh stresses me out to no ends. I don't know what it'd be like to put an entire human history on my shoulders. No thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. You would be concerned about it, the rest of us would just yeah. be going at it. Right. <laughs> Go,
0: oh, you by going at it you mean
1: No, I don't. Babies. <laughs>
4: you I know. Can tell what he's you a lot younger than I am. The irony that you said about going back—I uh, guess you say Tower of Babel—basically because that's when they all have one language, right? Isn't that the entire message that we hear constantly drummed? To? We all need to unite. We need to be one people. We need to be one right. voice. We need to get rid of all. Our, we, it seems like they're just rebuilding the whole Tower of Babel, at least psychologically in our head. Correct. Right. So.
2: And and so maybe that does speak to it. The time probably is getting closer because if God splintered humanity, gave them the gift of racism. The curse to divide us and make sure we never did this again. Now, what's happening? We're all trying to unite under through one the world government. Yeah. You know, everything's right. becoming homogenized. We're trying to erase borders. Yeah. And we're trying to and, build it and again. Through and the, God's not going to stand for that because we become quite arrogant when that happens.
1: And through the internet, I can see what's going on in China right now. Right. I can see what's going kinda, on. Kinda. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, you know. <laughs> right. Japan or right. Australia or whatever you want to say. I can see those kind of things just from the daily clips of people's lives where used to be you know I had encyclopedias to look at and guess yeah. what it was like. But more importantly from from being a veteran it, this the part that scares me more than anything was in Vietnam you had pictures and it took forever to get them back. World War II there was a few pictures it took forever to get into the newspaper. They were careful what they put there. They didn't put any information out before an attack. You know, though there was rules and regulations that they followed. Nowadays, they're with the troops. They're showing them their movement to the enemy. You know, I mean, it's like, it's just so stupid that this information is so readily available to everyone. Yep. And that gives us the connection to, that you're talking about, where the whole world is actually eyes on all the time.
0: Uh, Roderick, who, if you had a message for Preterist right now, if you had a message that somebody for somebody that's right in the middle
4: of it, just all
0: in, what, what would you tell them?
4: Well, I do tell them all the time. The, the first message, they have to decide whether they want to be a Christian or not. You're not a Christian just in your heart or in your mind. It's a communal faith. Jesus, again, he set up the reason why he picked 12 apostles. There's a reason why he told them to build this foundation. There's a reason why he told them to pass on these traditions and things like that. There's, there's a whole structure there. And you can't say, well, I don't want any of that, but I'm still a Christian. No, no you're not.
3: Can't.
4: Right. You're no more a Christian than a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon. Now, does that mean you're saved or not saved? We're not talking about that. I'm talking about the communal uh, placement uh, in, in, in Christian history. Who are you? you might still be saved by the skin of your teeth. That's that's God's job, not your job anyhow. So I, I don't know anything about that. But if you want to be in communion with other Christians, you can't continue being a predator no more than you can continue being a Jehovah's witness or a Mormon.
0: Right. Tell, tell me, tell me a little about yourself, like um what you do. Um, like tell me about your books and, and your writing process and stuff like that.
4: Okay. Well, Hmm. Let's see. I started writing. I've been writing since I was young cause I've, I don't know, I just have the in me to write. I wrote journals and spiral notebooks. But what really triggered to actually publish these books back in 2017 when it started is I'm adopted. So at age four, I was adopted. And at age 50, which I'm 55 now, I, I located my first family. And this caused a revolution or something in me. And I felt like I need to get this put into books, get all, my, get all these messages and all these things, my experiences, put into books. Because I don't know if you guys know anyway, adopted people. We tend to act like outsiders, observers, watching what everybody else is doing because we don't really fit in anywhere. I don't care how much we're loved by our family or anything. That doesn't matter. You're, you, you don't have any heritage. And so I've been pretty much an observer most of my life. So I have all these different kinds of books. I have the Predators books. I have uh, biology or biographies on World War II people. I have uh, fictions. I have all kinds of different books I've written uh, since 2017. I think I'm up to almost 30 books now. So
0: Wow. Wow. What's your favorite
4: my favorite is one called the universe. Uh, it kind of explains uh, deities and, and spirituality and God and Christianity and not Christ- all, all together in one thing. It's not like a hocus pocus spirituality. I don't like that. I actually rail against that in the book. Uh, but it kind of gets people thinking about it. Like, for example, Martin Luther, if you don't know where, he climbed up the, uh, uh, the, what do they call them, Sanctus Steps, whatever, in Rome. Because at the time, they told him, if you every time you step up one of these steps, you can, you're freeing, helping free one of your relatives from purgatory. He did all that, went through all the rigmarole, and he got to the top of the steps, and he said, well, who knows if any of this is true. Mm. And so I, in this book of the universe, I challenge people to question everything they believe, not so I can overthrow their faith like a lot of people do, but so I can help solidify it. Why you believe what you believe. Does it make sense? Go back and analyze it. That's my yeah. favorite one. One you, you guys might like is called Bandersnatch Jesus. This might be for the younger crowd. I don't know if you guys know there was a, a thing called Bandersnatch. Uh, I think at Netflix or somebody did that where you could use your controller and you could control the outcome of the story, what you're watching on TV.
0: Oh, no. I've never, no, I've never heard of that. That's okay, crazy. kind of
4: cool. So there's a one called Bandersnatch where the story would go along and it'd say, now, if you want the character to do this, press your button here, if you want to do that, and you can control that. So I wrote a book called Bandersnatch Jesus where basically I – lay out all the biblical scenarios and i lay out things that aren't biblical and you turn to that page and and it follows along with that so you can basically try to change the story around if you want to and see what happens if for example let's say uh joseph and mary don't find a place in the end and they don't go to a cave or they don't find anything they just go out in the street or they force uh, there's little fun things like that in the book like that it's kind of interesting and it's basically you just turn the page to what you want to based on your choice
0: wow that, that does season. sound fun. Yes. Yeah. Fun little book, man. Um, okay, that's uh, so what you, was the name of the first book you said? Band, are you talking about the
1: Bandersnatch? First, no, before that,
4: it's called The Universe, Universe, and actually, the subtitle is called Of Every Religion and None. Okay, because it's trying to get people to understand what happens if you don't. Everybody has a religion, I don't care what you say. I mean, if you're calling yourself an at atheist, you believe in something, so.
0: Well, you better be careful. You're gonna get you're gonna get in trouble you, for that one. You believe in something uh, that you have no real
4: evidence
2: of. You know that's what cracks me right. up about atheists. Is they're like, God, you know, Which you're more jer-
4: faithful than people. Yeah, more faithful than the people who're supposed to have faith.
1: Right. What question did I ask Lane? I don't remember. Tell me when you tell me what he believed in.
0: Oh, reincarnation.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you say? So, what do you believe in it? Right. Do you have yeah. evidence of and it? He, and, he, and he looked at me like. I said, so you're believing in something that you can't see or believe, or or you you don't have any proof of, right? He didn't say anything for the. So
2: you're not that far from Jesus after all. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's it's almost like an every. um, We're almost in a generation where it's everything but Jesus right now. Like it is. Everything's great, but Jesus. It still fascinates me. Um, Do
1: you see people attacking Muhammad? do you see people attacking hindu do you see people attacking buddha no who do you see people attacking
0: jesus christ christianity yep period christianity um we were talking about this and i'm just interested to get your um uh perspective on this roderick do you believe do you believe in the personhood of the holy spirit or do you look at it as like an it or a resource or a tool how do you view the holy spirit
4: well, no, the Holy Spirit definitely has manifested itself, especially as you in the scripture, as something that, that we can, as human beings can interact with and understand as, as, as human, even though, you know, it, obviously Christ was a physical man, but the Holy Spirit also manifests itself as something we can understand. It wasn't just some mist out in there and we, it doesn't have any kind of, of communication with us. So, no, if, it, if that's what you mean by personhood, yes, by all means, you know, that's.
0: Well, we got, we got an email from a pastor and um, we've been calling it an it, or at least I know I have, I've been calling it like an it and he, and he was just curious to see if um, we believed in the personhood of the Holy Spirit. And and it was just interesting, you know? Yeah.
4: Even God himself is who, who we call the father. Technically, I mean, if you really thought about God doesn't really have a gender, if we're talking about gender being genital or something like that, we know that, but because the father represents a role, that's what we call him, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. I yeah, I think everybody would agree with that. so it's not really we're saying hey, he definitely has gender, he definitely has genitals. he's just he carries out a role,
0: right, yep, so. I agree, okay, um okay, we're at one ten. we're going to go ahead and start um going around the room and doing our um our final say, like I said at the end you'll get uh you'll get your final goodbyes in, um, but we're going to go ahead and start with Mark
2: hey Roderick. I really liked what you said, this was uh intellectually engaging for me uh and i i like totally agree with your final analysis is that preterism has to lead to the end of your relationship um with jesus christ or w- with with god um so it was just really interesting listening to you draw that out and uh man i'm, I'm liking that the spirit's moved in your life and brought you out of you know the you the know, Deception, Uh, it sounds good, especially, you know, I I grew up in another denomination, and they had a lot of really good historical markers um, with Revelation and Daniel that said certain things, and, you know, one of their big deals was Sunday worship is the mark of the beast. The beast is Rome, is, uh, you know, a political religious power, and that the mark is, if you worship on Sunday, well, then you've received the mark of the beast, and, um, you know, I've since grown out of that um, and learned some things different in the Bible. But it's amazing how you can take certain points in time and, by golly, you can sure make them seem to fit um, in, in um, uh, what, what do we call Revelation? Um, prophecy. Prophecy, yep. That's all I got. Thanks. It's nice talking to you. Okay,
4: Larry.
1: Hey, thank you. Throw me me under the bus watching me move through all this. Okay. First off, uh, you asked an interesting question. Well, I'm sorry. First off, thank you for coming on our show and having a conversation with us.
0: Yes, thank you for being polite, Larry. That's what people do is being polite. It really
1: really was nice talking to somebody that that, um, you can actually get answers from. I can comprehend and understand. Um, you, we talked about love Corinthians 13 is the love chapter, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, I typically read a verse and I'm just going to read a couple of them. I'm going to start in thirteen four, First Corinthians thirteen four. love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. That, reson, that resonates with me when I think of God, the Father. You know, uh, in most cases, uh, a, a man of my age would remember their father as a disciplinarian. I find God as my disciplinarian. He, deci- he d- uh, disciplines me because he loves me. Mm-hmm. And I understand that my mother actually in my family was the disciplinarian. She didn't say, wait till your dad gets home. No, <laughs> man. She took care of the issue right, right then, very quickly. Um, so growing up in, in, in that particular deal, still I see God as a father head, and um i have since learned to give thanks when he corrects me instead of uh rejection when i feel the correction but the correction ends up coming through the holy spirit because that's the interaction between us and them all right or us and him but the uh the verses that i also wanted to read was also in 1 Corinthians 15:58 Therefore my brothers therefore my dear brothers stand firm let nothing move you always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain That's a reminder that as we're getting the word out sometimes we're going to have difficulty sometimes we're going to have issues that are almost unbearable We have the, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, but I mean, truthfully, we have the ministry in us from the Lord. And as long as we're following his direction, nothing that we do or say is in vain. And as we further our information, you had the, the uh, opportunity to think in a format that I could not comprehend. I mean, when they first mentioned Preterist to me up here, I had no idea what it was. Since I've learned a little bit of it, and I just can't comprehend, I can't wrap my mind around that one thing of this being the new heaven and the new earth, and that we're still in a physical body when I'm expecting my spiritual body. When I go to heaven, I know that my spiritual body won't hurt like my physical body. And I rest on that, that hope in itself. Um, First Corinthians sixteen thirteen: be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage, be strong, do everything in love. And that's what we try to do here. Is everything that we do, no matter who we're listening to, no matter who we're talking to, we try to emulate the love of Jesus. Again, I appreciate your time and thank you for coming.
0: Okay, my turn. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Roderick, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. You're the you're actually the first uh, former preterist I've ever met. Everybody, um, and well, who's who's now a Christian, I should say. Um, so it's really cool. Um, thank you for sharing your testimony with us. Um, I've got one more question. Um, and then you can go into your final statement, but are you aware of those, um, preterists in the Bible?
4: Oh, yeah. Hymenaeus and Philetus.
0: Yes. Can you, can you talk about them and the, and the history of them before you, and then give your final
4: statement? Well, Hymenaeus and Philetus were talking about how the resurrection already passed and and so, therefore, what preterists do, they'll say, look, how many has completed said the resurrection already passed? And nobody questioned them, where's all the dead bodies? Nobody questioned where's the people coming up out of the graves because even those people they'll claim, um, the preterists will claim, that even those people then, back in the Bible, understood that this resurrection that we're talking about here is spiritual and unseen. And that's how they were able to get away with saying the resurrection's already passed. And then, obviously, Paul chastises them saying the resurrection has not passed. But as interesting we see Jesus talking to Martha and Mary saying that he is the resurrection at the moment you believe you have life and shall never die. What does he mean by that? Is that also a type of resurrection? There's all kinds of play in this uh, I, I don't want to I don't know how much time you want to give me. That's is that enough time there? No, or go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I think I think that's that's the answer really there. Hymenists were teaching a type of preterism that said that the resurrection has already happened and and therefore it must have been spiritual because nobody's expecting dead bodies to pop out of the grave.
0: Right. You're, uh, raising from death to life in in Jesus. Yeah. So,
4: right. But yeah, Paul must've had some issue with him because he, he chastised and say the resurrection hasn't happened yet. Yeah. He said they were spreading lies, right? Yeah. Hey, for,
1: for our little, for our listeners that do not know, uh, the addresses in the Bible, do you happen to have the address for that?
4: uh it is in corinthians i believe let's see hymenaeus depletus uh, hymenaeus and actually there's alexander there's well he doesn't get mentioned too much uh, unfortunately
0: here i'll help you okay. i can't i can't look it's it up first, it's, it's, it's timothy it was
4: it's timothy? Timothy. It's first timothy yeah first timothy 1 19 through 20. Hymenaeus and Alexander were men in the early church at Ephesus who suffered shipwreck on the regard of their faith. And were handed over to Satan. That's one place. And then there's also in 2 Timothy, uh, four through uh, fifteen, a couple places here talks about
1: them. Okay. That's, yeah, Timothy. That'll help out for those ones.
0: Okay, and give us your, um, give us your final um, your final statement here and your final words and tell everybody where they can find your books and um, what you're doing and where they can find you and stuff like that.
4: Okay, well, as we've talked about here multiple times, uh, preterism sounds logical, it sounds rational, it sounds reasonable, but don't be tricked, especially if you've never heard so-called time texts. If you've only grown up in a church where they told you Jesus is coming back any minute and have been saying that since 1962— uh, so if, you, if that's the case, you might be easily swayed by some of the preterist arguments, especially since there's a lot of so-called partial preterists that go halfway. There's a R.C. Sproul Sr. and Hank Hanegraaff. And a lot of these guys are so-called partial preterists and take you almost to it and then drop you off. They don't really have the answer. So be careful there. What are you wanting to be? Are you wanting to be a Christian or not a Christian? I'm communally, I'm not talking about their salvation. So be careful. That's my message there. Uh, as for what I'm doing, I am working on another book. The, the, I have a four-book series on preterism, which talks, takes you through all the terminology and, and the history and the background, and even names, names, and everything else, and talks about how to go against it and how to debate it and all those things. So we've got four book series and they're really quick reads in uh, the same kind of construct we've had in this discussion. So it's no, it's no more technical than the things we're talking about in this discussion. So if you long along with the discussion, you'll be able to follow along with that series. But the book I'm writing now is called uh, Historical Christianity, the Ancient and Communal Faith. I'm trying to make a case for the fact that, again, this is a communal faith. It's not, we have all these denominations. We understand they're supposed to be factions. They're supposed to be, uh, to, to show who's approved. But where is the link? Where is the thing that makes us all Christians, no matter what denomination you're So this is the book kind of discusses that. It should be out sometime in December. Okay. And you can get all that either on Amazon or you could go to. Am I giving websites here or should I not? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Or you go to my website, so rodriguezdotcom, and it's basically all the books. It's it, I have religious books and I have non-religious books, and nothing, nothing that's horrible or anything that's uh, a debauchery. It's all you know within. <laughs> so, that's
0: Larry's
1: word. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Somebody I, I understand
4: I the word. <laughs> yeah, I make sure I use it.
0: Man. So, Okay. Um, thank you so much for coming on, man. It was, it, it was wonderful having, uh, having you on, and I hope, uh, hope me and you talk again in the future.
4: Well, thank you. I want to say one last thing about, this, about the actual show. Go ahead. I purposely don't listen to the shows beforehand, so I have no idea what I'm getting into because I think it's unfair to the host if I have this narrative in my head what it's going to be like. So I had no idea what the show was about besides the fact it was called Help My Unbelief. all I knew, you just could have been an atheist show. I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> right. And so I appreciate, I appreciate that, that it went the way it did, and you guys were—everyone every everyone was very, very genial. I, I appreciate that.
0: Well, we we typically—just um to—I'll give you an idea. We typically um, interview people that— um our tagline is, the only Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. So we typically, right. nine out of ten times, we interview witches, Satanists. We interview preterists people that don't believe in the Atheist, same thing as agnostic. us, but occasionally every now and then we will have on like a former witch or a former preterist. I mean, in your case, you're the only former preterist we've had on or a, or a former eighth, you know, something like that. So that's, th- that's what we do. And what we do is we don't debate them or anything else. We, um we have them come on and we okay. show them love. We listen to their story. And, and so that's what we do, but just to explain to you a little bit of what we do. So. Perfect. So thank you, man. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it.
4: Thank you. And when shall we expect this to be Um, uh, published? There's immediate.
0: Well, lately it's been these last two weeks. Yeah, you gotta get that straightened out. I know. Sorry, dude. (laughs) You just you just (laughs) chewed my butt.
4: (laughs) Love is patient. Yeah, right. right? That's right.
0: Come on, man. You tell me you love me, but that that actually it's two
1: weeks in a row, and the only reason the only reason that it is imminent that we fix this immediately is because it's on spotify i know and that's our primary and all all of a sudden so primary started backing off i I will tell you this
0: tuesday tuesday every tuesday at 9 a.m i have it scheduled to go out but the last two weeks, I don't know why, I've set it to go out for Wednesday at 9 a.m. And then I have Larry calling me at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon going, where's the episode? Yeah, I'm and trying I to get listen. On there, Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I get on there and look, and I realize that I had set it to go the next day. I don't know why I've done that, but I've been tired, and so that's what I've been doing. But, um, yeah, we'll get a fix. so, it fixed. It, so your episode will be out Tuesday at 9 a.m., next Act, Tuesday at new- actually, 9 a.m. Actually, that
1: one came from talking to Philip. Philip said, hey, I'm trying to get my fix, and it's not on Spotify. What's, what's going on?
0: yeah so yeah. yeah
1: this this week so, so you
0: yeah yours will be out tuesday thank at night so all
4: right perfect i'll i'll promote when it comes out then
0: thank you brother i appreciate it all right take care thank you thank sir you.
4: have a great thank one you. All take care, everybody.
0: what'd you think of that
1: i thought that went great I, I i did i mean i am going to step on a limb is that okay Yeah, that's all right. It'll hold my weight. You're too heavy for a limb.
0: You're too heavy for a limb. You need a log.
1: I need a log. Yeah. I need a whole branch. Um, no, uh, when, no matter what it is that we've talked to, whether it be atheist or witch or, you know, whatever, when it has former in front of it, I feel like instantly I can relate to it because of all that I was that I am not now. Yeah. I am a new creature in Christ. So to see people come from that label or that belief and they become former and then now they're a new creature in Christ, no matter what, that's a brotherhood.
0: Yeah. It's, I think preterism, honestly, from just what I've seen, it's probably one of the tougher religions, I guess you get, or belief systems to come back from. I've never, I've never seen, I know there's more, I know there's more than just Roderick, but to be a Christian and then go to a preterist and then go back again to Christianity is almost like, cause humans were in inherently prideful man. And to, to be like, Oh, I was wrong. And I'm going to go back to what I originally believed in. Just that in itself is almost impossible to expect somebody to do that. So it, I'm glad to see that. Um, that someone has done it and maybe there'll be a roadmap for other preterists to come back. But I you remember Josh, that Josh guy that we interviewed, the preterist that we had on Sons of God Ministry or whatever. Yep. Yeah, the one where Pastor Gary was in here. Yeah. That guy's man, he's he's out of here, dude. He's out of here. He's saying a bunch of stuff. He's gone, Bub. And so like okay. And, dude, he's got over 100,000 <laughs> followers. He's a young guy, good-looking, and so it's just like, it's like he's taking a bunch of people with him, Bob.
1: Ah, oh, that's scary.
0: It's unfortunate, man. It really is. What'd you just do?
1: My wife wanted my water.
0: Oh. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things that um, I'm just glad to see it. I'm glad to see... Uh, Glad to see that people can come out of things like that because we don't get to see it very often. It doesn't
1: matter what it is, Christ is there waiting. I mean, every one of us have walked a prodigal walk, every one of us have walked way out into the world and then go, I'm wrong uh wait a minute this is a dead end (laughs) uh oh in my thought it all made sense and now it's it's just stupid stuff now Mm -hmm. how far down this am i going to sit here at this dead end this is me talking i'm sorry this am i going to sit here at this dead end and live my life in this dead end or am i going to go okay lord i screwed up right (laughs) Please help me get out. What do
0: you want me to tell Larry? Oh, um, my, my buddy, my buddy, Steven, who's an atheist. Yeah. Yeah. Remember?
1: Yeah. yeah. The one that I met.
0: Yeah. He, he didn't s- like me. He, what do you mean? He said, he <laughs> said, he never said he didn't like you. Um, so, uh, he sent me a picture last night and it was a picture of a men's study Bible. And he, and he said, so, I don't, know, he said something like going all in bub" or something. he said, what? seriously, yeah. yeah, he, he hasn't like given his life to the Lord or anything like that yet, but he's like seeking, he's like, um, but he, he hasn't been able to come to church. He kind of made a commitment in his like own mind to like at least come to church and, and try, but he's been at work every week. So he hasn't been able to, so he's like, man, I'm. May as well go get a Bible. And he's like, I just don't know where to begin. And I was like, well, don't start in Job. That's where I started. <laughs> that's a bad call. Start in John. John. Yeah, Starting that's what John. I told him. Yeah. I said, I said, I, I just think John, if you're if you've never read the Bible and you want to read the Bible, I think John's the perfect place to start because if you want to be a Christian, you got to learn about Jesus, Christ, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to be, you got to learn about him. In my opinion, John's my favorite account of Jesus because He met Jesus in a different perspective because a lot of people think that John wrote the book of John after after he had already wrote Revelation and which in that case, John had been to heaven and saw Jesus in his full glory. And I think it's pretty clear that out of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, out of all those, John is clearly different. Um, his account is clearly different Yeah, than, John um, doesn't editing. go into the
1: history of yeah. Christ. That's why I tell people, i like,
0: uh, you know, they're like, is Jesus God? And I said, well, I'll tell you one person that dang sure thought he was. And that's John. Yeah. Um, he thought he was God. So, um, so it was just, it's kind of cool to read that because he got to see it from John, got to see Jesus from a heavenly perspective and he got to give his account of who Jesus was, from seeing jesus in his full glory which is cool plus on
1: top of that he was there for the uh mount of transfiguration so he saw moses and he saw ezekiel and that's the amazing thing is that they didn't have photographs back then but the minute they saw them they They knew knew who who they were um i couldn't I wanted to look real quick.
0: Yeah. Well, are you looking at the years? That yeah, may not be is, right. I anyway, know, but.
1: but this is 85 to 90 AD on John. And then when you go to Revelation, it probably it says, says the same thing. 85 yeah, to 90. Yeah, pretty close. Yep. If I recall correctly, because that was the argument I had with that preterist Wayne, yep. Right? Preterist reign.
0: Yeah. So 85 to 90. 95
1: AD is Revelation. So if this yeah. is correct, and I don't know that it is because, um, you know, this is just a Schofield study Bible. It says the date of writing was 95, and this one says 85 to 90. So he wrote John first. I was trying to scratch my ear. So he wrote John first, according to this.
0: Well, oh, well, yeah. But then again,
1: he may have experienced and not not wrote about it immediately. Or
0: what if he wrote them both from the island of Patmos at the same time? There's a lot of people that.
1: He was one of the disciples. Why didn't he write as he went? Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, well, was that just when he published it, or, you know, how did they know that? I don't think they that? just
0: had—I don't think they were able to go to, like, a Dollar General and pick up notebooks and stuff back then, too, so, like, maybe getting a pen was hard. I don't know. You know how Dollar Generals are yeah, just but, everywhere you now. Know,
1: that's why I love watching—listen, guys, if if anything else, you want to know a little bit about Jesus, watch The Chosen. Sit yeah. down and binge watch The Chosen. He has done—Dallas yeah, has done an everywhere. awesome job. Yeah. He's a, done an awesome job at that. But— I mean, like, if Matthew was anything like he's portrayed on the chosen, he He had something to write with because he was a, you know. He's a dork. Yeah, he's a nerd Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say dork. He was a a little
0: obsessive compulsive. Yeah. Yeah. Like me. Yay, me. (laughs) That sounds like me. Uh, It's, it's. I just liked, I like to think that that happened because I mean, technically people don't even know if that John actually wrote the book of revelation. Now, now us reading it and getting to know John, um, as well as we do from reading that, um, then yeah, but you, you technically, it's not proven that John wrote the book of revelation, but we know a John wrote the book of
1: revelation. How much does it matter?
0: No, not a lot, no. But okay. to me it does if because you, I really like that idea. I really like the idea of John writing um, the book of John after revel- after he had already witnessed heaven. But
1: if you get to know the word personally and you know Jesus personally, the revelation will come through the spirit yep. and not through your knowledge.
0: Technically, all of them would give credit the fact that they wrote the Bible to Jesus anyway if they're doing it right, mm-hmm. just yep. like we we're supposed to. So right. Hey, let's let's get out of here a little early today, dude. We're at one thirty-three. Let's give a fl- let's give the fans a blessing and get out of here like eight minutes earlier than what we normally do.
1: No, you know the fans don't care. It's just you.
0: No, I don't know. They're probably like, God, I like
2: the guests, but Zach and Larry talk way too long.
0: They're like, Mark's fine, but Zach and Larry we talk <laughs> hey, way too long.
1: If Matthew is I mean Matt, what's his name? Mark? Steve? Steve. Steve my friend uh, Wow, Steven? where did I go my okay. friend Steven, yeah, if Stephen wants to um come alongside us, have him kind of the the iron sharpens iron at five o'clock on Sundays, you can talk to him about that i mean i I would love to invite him to that as well because then he he would have a whole lot of men that can come alongside of him and not to convince but to um answer, yeah. Okay. I
0: think he's tiptoeing into it, and I'm even, even though like he's one of my best friends, I that. try to like, you know what I mean. I try, I even try to just let him like, let him do his thing, and and you know, just we got we got to trust God, man. Yeah, that he's got this. But I, I am not a single completely that,
1: stoked in my spirit that he is seeking truth.
0: Yeah, it's cool, man. He even he even um he was with this girl, and um she uh, claimed to be a Christian, right? and she had some actions that wasn't um conducive with christianity and he said that if i'm going to do this man i don't need to be doing stuff like that like so he's even making decisions based off of the women he picks based off of who who he's looking who about his future what where he can see his future so that
1: is fantastic yeah. my, my 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 heart's leaping with joy
0: yeah yeah he'll probably listen to this too so you, you got to see what he did with his hands there Stephen.
1: back back to the hug Back to the hug thing, you know, the first time that I got hugged by a Christian man, preacher at church, I went super stiff too. And I went like, yeah, I, I, I was like off put big time. What is it? You know, and now I'm a hugger because you, when you have the love of Christ in you, you can't contain it. He's peeled off those.
0: It doesn't make you uncomfortable at all now. It, it doesn't make you uncomfortable at all, now.
1: No, I make others uncomfortable. Yeah. I am, I make you uncomfortable when I hug you. No, you
0: don't. Not I really, that, no.
1: Yeah, but at first. Think I about enjoy, the first.
0: I enjoy it. Now, it's cool that I have a friend that I've, I, I mean, even if I'm uncomfortable, I see you there, I'm like, okay, I, I got him. He's at least one of my dogs is here. You know what I right. mean? Like, Yeah. So, no, you don't make me uncomfortable. It's just, I think just like Larry, my I didn't have parents that told me they loved me like a whole lot. Zach, like,
1: I'm going to tell you right now. I love you just like you were one of my own kids. I love you too. I, I didn't sire you. you. I didn't know you in your youth. I wished I could have. Yeah. You probably wouldn't like me now though. But maybe I, I, am, telling maybe I, I am telling you.
0: Maybe we could have got a head start on I some do of this love you. stuff, you know? And I, I would
1: have to be you, forty.
0: I love you too, man. Mark, I really do. I
1: love you, Lyndall. I love you. I, I, Angela. I love you.
2: Thanks. You guys got like three minutes. I want to play something for you.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Okay, get ready. What are you doing?
2: Friends.
4: <laughs> to prove our friendship, it is customary at this time to release a wanderer from our
2: prison.
0: Home, <laughs> <laughs> um, would you have me released? Really? Release Roger!
1: have anyone all
2: that names on. ah we have no
1: water oh. well what about waterwick then yeah. Yeah. yeah enjoy your looks. why do they titter so just some uh, Jewish jokes sir? are they wagging me Oh no, sir! <laughs> Very well. I
0: shall release Wandering. <laughs> sir, oh, we don't have a Roderick honor. What gonna do, Wandering? Sorry, sir. Who is this what? Who is this Roderick
2: To whom you refer? Oh. It's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and a white man. Okay, sorry. Yeah. That's just. Uh, that was, uh I mean, I love Roderick. That was Monty Python. Yeah. It Wa- just, Water Week. It just put it in my head. And you can cut
0: all that out if you want. <laughs> no, no. it's no, minutes will we'll we never are, get
1: back. <laughs> we are going to.
0: Pastor Joseph said you're not allowed to talk about bushes anymore, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Joseph came up to me a couple of weeks ago, and he tapped me on the show. I was in the director's room, oh, and he came up God. to me and patted me on the back, and he said, uh. He said, Can you can we not have Larry talking about bushes anymore? And I was like, please, for the love of God, have him not talking about bushes anymore. And he said, You should have seen the look on your face. And I was like, I know, I, know. I was probably like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Let's oh, get it. Let's get it. Are, are
1: we gonna t- are we gonna talk about
0: fifty-three? Fifty-two? Oh yeah. Um oh so for episode fifty we're, um, we're not going to do it on episode 50 because we have some special guests guest, coming yeah. on, 50 and 51. So episode 52 is the episode that we're going to talk about the first 50 episodes of this show. We won't have a guest on episode 52.
1: Our take on
0: it. Yeah, we're going to have our take on um, all the previous episodes. Larry's going to go back through and pick up um, um, some of our favorite moments, and we're going to talk about them, and we're going to talk about how, how the show's affected us and stuff yeah, like and that.
1: Listen, if... You know, what is my, what is, what is my email?
0: Your, your email <laughs> yeah. info at help Larry. Do you, you don't info? Nope. No, 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 no. Don't give them that email. Cause you don't have it on your phone and no one will see it.
1: Ah, yeah. Don't do that. Okay.
0: It just info at help In, yeah. if,
1: if you have one that was a, <laughs> an awesome moment to you or it spoke volumes to you to where it was like unbelievable Send those to us uh, so that we can have a little bit of guideline. Maybe we maybe yeah. we can uh, if you approach have, that.
0: If you have any um, talk about it. If you have any moments of any particular episode that you would like me and Larry uh, to talk about, email me or DM me. You know where to get a hold of me, and I'll give them to Larry to make sure we talk about them on episode fifty-two. So make and, sure to do and that. When
2: is that one coming up? The next one? Um,
0: no 52. no 52. fifty-two. So we're on forty-eight right now. Yeah, we're gonna wait till we, we we're. It'll be
1: like the full year that we've been doing this. I
0: yeah. It. So there you go. 52 weeks is a year, huh? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy.
1: So, yeah. Dude. So we're, crazy. we're coming up on a full year.
0: That's crazy, dude. And, that's insane. Yeah. Every week for a year. I'm
1: going to enjoy that show because I I'm, I'm probably going to talk a lot.
0: Okay. Do it. You talk a lot.
2: You talked is, a lot today. Is that a warning? I think it is.
1: Is
0: that a warning? (laughs) You you put my wife to sleep over there. Hey, three hour time zone.
2: (laughs)
1: It's a promise.
0: All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Say your thing.
1: Jesus loves you, and so do I.
0: Okay. Thank you for watching and listening. We're out.
2: Release Roderick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we spotted away. Thank you for watching or listening all the way to the end. To be a guest on the show or to get a hold of us, please contact us at info at helpmyunbelief.org. And more importantly, make sure to check out new episodes every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Central.